0: Welcome back for another video. In this video we'll be looking at how the team's shaping up as we look forward to a Friday deadline for Game Week 11. Lots to talk about after roller coaster of a Game Week and there's some big decisions to be made with a blank Game Week 12 looming. If you missed the Game Week 11 Players to Buy video, make sure you give that a watch too. A link will be on screen at the end. If you want to up your FPL game this season, click the link below to join Fantasy Football Scouts Members Area, essential tools such as the Season Ticker, Player Comparison, Custom Data Tables and more, which will help you improve your game. I'm a member myself and I can't recommend it enough. If you are interested click the link below, which supports the channel too. Let's start with a quick look back at how Game 10 went. 75 points in total, thanks to some heroics from Andreas who scored against West Ham to open proceedings. With Mitrich left out of the squad, he auto-subbed on for us. A little bit fortunate being his first goal of the season, but that's what the bench is for. And getting it in the right order is always an important decision each game week, which can be easily overlooked. Trippier chipped him with an assist and a comfortable 5-1 win over Brentford, where Tony scored from the spot too. Casale was the highlight of the game week. A hugely impressive 18-pointer from a goal, assist, clean sheet and three bonus. Wolves at home was the one fixture we talked about in past videos where the intention was to start both James and Fafana as we were fully back in a Chelsea clean sheet. They did indeed keep the clean sheet, but James was benched and Fofana picked up an injury a few days before. Potter said that James had a dead leg, which hadn't fully recovered. Rotten luck, but we'll take encouragement that the ideas look right. Sometimes in FPL you can have the right idea and get unlucky with the wrong outcome. You have to be careful at times to assess your decision-making process rather than the outcome. The only negative of the game week really was selling Saka for Zaha, but fortunately Zaha didn't blank, which eased the pain. First real transfer mistake of the season, which will take after ten game weeks. We won't count injuries as mistakes though, as those are unforeseen. Tass said it's worth mentioning how unlucky we've been with transfers that later got injured. It was Rodrigo first, then Isak, then Mitrovic, and then Fafana. With that all in mind, it's a very good overall rank and seventh consecutive green arrow. So let's take a look at how the team's shaping up for game week eleven. But giving Iverson the nod on the off chance that he finally gets a chance in goal, as Leicester will have significantly better clean sheet odds home to Palace than Pope at Waiterman United. It was another poor result for Leicester, losing 2-1 to Bournemouth, who are worst in the league for expected goals this season. This season, Wars prevented minus 5.8 xG, which is a measurement of xG conceded minus goals conceded. Only Travis has prevented less xG, who's now second choice for Bournemouth. The back three is Trippier, Cancelo and James. Trippier has clearly become a player that you start regardless of fixture because he carries so much threat. We saw in Gimmick 3 he scored against Man City which on paper looked a fixture you'd be comfortable benching him in. That resulted in a six-pointer despite conceding three and getting booked. The same typical points of a clean sheet so he gets to start away to Man United. Perhaps with the injury to Walker, Cancelo has been given the license to bomb forward more, resulting in the whole last game week and looking much more threatening as he was last season. Man City versus Liverpool has historically been a high-scoring affair, though with Liverpool way off it, it looks like a particularly unpredictable fixture this time round. After 10 weeks, City are best in the league for expected goals and expected goals conceded, so from gameweek 13 a triple up looks very strong for the final 4 gameweeks before the break. The decision being how to triple up, either with Haaland and two defenders or Haaland a midfielder and a defender. After a benching vs Wolves, the expectation is that James returns to the starting 11. Based on Potter's comments, it sounds very likely, and a gameweek 11, is a tougher fixture on the road to Aston Villa. We're still awaiting that James mega-haul that we know he's capable of. Last season, despite extremely limited minutes, he still picked up 7 double-digit hauls, none so far this campaign. The midfield is Madison, Zaha, De Bruyne and Martinelli. The midfield looks in good shape this game week. Leicester looked for a response after a poor result against Bournemouth. They look very vulnerable defensively, which could lead to plenty of games where they having to outscore opponents to win games, which has perhaps led to some high scoring results this season for Leicester, such as 4-2, 5-2 and 6-2. Zaha had a fairly quiet first half last game week, but he fed a brilliant ball to Eze and picked up an assist. Leicester have been conceding more chances down their right flank, rather than through the middle or left, which may play into Zaha's hands too. Crystal Palace's fixtures are pretty much all green all the way to the World Cup after game week 16 so the intention is that he remains a fixture in the starting 11 and he's therefore one less slot in the team to worry about. There's difficult decisions to make with De Bruyne now. As you might recall we left 06 mil on the bank to leave the door open for De Bruyne to Sadler in game week 12 when City blank and Liverpool face West Ham followed by Forest. It's become a head-scratcher with De Bruyne looking the far better asset in recent weeks and Salah's gone the opposite way, completely uninvolved against Arsenal and the only attacker not to get an attack in return even. We'll talk more about the transfer plans at the end. And if you're enjoying the Gaming 11 content, hit like on this video and subscribe for more to come this week. Despite the upcoming blank, the plan is to hold Martinelli. He's a level above all the other assets at this price point, and in our case we've got lots of money tied up in him, haven't earned him since GW1. 6.6 mil still a bargain for the third top-scoring midfielder after Foden and De Bruyne. If you've not got Martinelli, Saka or Jesus, then GW13 looks opportune to pick up Arsenal assets. The front three is Mitrovic, Tony and Haaland. The latest statement from Silva is: We expected for Mitrovic to be with us for West Ham, but unfortunately, the last two days he didn't feel so well. We must see when he can start working with the team again to see if he's ready for the next match or not. So he's basically said a lot without saying much there. My gut feel is that he'll be fine for game week 11, and those of us with him will be hoping so for a really promising home fixture to Bournemouth. Tony also plays at home, and it was good to see him back on the scoresheet last game week, albeit a penalty. For all the hate that Solanke got as a pick, he has actually outscored Tony over the last two. Whether that continues long term remains to be seen, but credit where credit's due for those that went Solanke instead. Harlan gets the captaincy for the Liverpool game. He's still giving us no reason to look elsewhere, scoring in his last 7 games in a row, 13 goals and yet to blank this season. Add to that Liverpool's defensive woes and that this fixture is historically packed with goals so it all points towards sticking with him. Looks like another 10 man game this game week, as he'll undoubtedly be the most captain player again. This season Haaland is unsurprisingly comfortably top for expected goal involvement on 9.9 XGI, second being Kane on 6.9 and Jason's third on 6.8. No player has taken more than Haaland's 38 shots, nor the 35 of which were inside the box. On the bench is Pope Andreas, Nico and Fafana. Realistically, we'll get Pope off the bench this game week. His returns have been surprisingly poor, with two pointers in his last three games against Bournemouth, Fulham and Brentford, and now a tougher game against United. It'd be typical FPL if this were to be the game he gets something in. If Mitchell Rich is out, then Andreas off the bench doesn't look bad at all, though it would leave the bench very light with just Nico to play. Fofana is out for the next four or so weeks, so he does need to leave the team unfortunately. However, whether to do it now or not is another question. Previously De Bruyne to Salah was being considered for this game week or game week 12 but it's absolutely not a move we'll make this week with everything considered. The other option is to sell for Farner for a Brighton defender like Dunk or Webster, that would mean benching Trippier and gambling on nothing against Man United. A Brighton defender doesn't look bad for the next two, particularly game week 12 with Brighton home to Forest. However, patient looks like the way to go this week so the current plan is to roll the transfer and take two into game week 12 to keep the options open. In GW12, if we were to sell De Bruyne and for Fafana, we can field 11, assuming that everyone plays, which would be adequate. If we take a final look at the ticker, there is the option to sell De Bruyne in Gamic 12 for Diaz or Jota instead, and then in gamick 13 De Bruyne could come straight back in for Madison, who's away to Wolves and then Man City. This would be one way to take advantage of Liverpool's good fixtures plus retain De Bruyne. Despite Liverpool's struggles, we can't write them off completely, and West Ham at home in GW12 followed by Forest away is a really good fixture pairing still. So that concludes the Game Week 11 team selection. Thanks for watching. Please remember to like the video and make sure you're subscribing to follow my team this season and other FPL content every Game Week. I read all your comments so let me know how Game Week 10 went for you and your plan for Game Week 11. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.